No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. Joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Wednesday night edition Daily Boogie Podcast. Let's do this. It is part three. Part, part three. Is that right? It's part trace. Part trace, yes, because I saw that Herbie movie. So I was very impressive as a, you know, a 10-year-old because I could count uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, yes. Wow, he's so smart. It's like, no, I just saw that Herbie movie where they have to count in Spanish to Herbie for some reason. I don't remember the plot or anything. So part three of our live from lockdown special edition mini series, ladies and gentlemen, I can just tell that this is going to end up being like a kind of, it's going to be similar to the great, you know, the great series, the rise and fall of the Roman empire. But instead of being like, one of the most revered historical documents of all time. This will, this show will end up being something that, you know, loser kids who are heroin addicts a hundred years from now listen to ironically because it'll be like history class for them, but not, not something you teach in school. You know, what I mean? one of those old. You know, it'll it'll wind up in like the equivalent, the modern day equivalent of, well, the future equivalent of one of those indie five dollar record stores in the thirty cent bin. <laughs> That's where you'll find the complete works of the Daily Boogie. A hundred years from now, bargain prices thirty cents. I mean, in the year twenty one twenty one. Nothing is worth 30 cents anymore. You know those little 30 cent ice creams you get from McDonald's? In 2121, they're about 150 bucks. You'll be trading chickens for a year to buy this bargain basement record of the future. I mean, it's an investment, a solid investment. Thank you for joining us. It's part three of our live from lockdown special. I thought tonight we might change it up a little bit because we have been a little, you know, very Australia focused, but I just want everybody to know that you're, you know, you're invited to this party. <laughs> when we're thinking about, you know, draconian measures, um, unprecedented, you know, restrictions on movement and freedom and, and stuff we really haven't seen probably since World War II, roughly. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just want you to know that we're not, you know, you're all invited to our party. I mean, have you ever been to a party hosted by an Australian? You'll have a great time. Come on in. Don't leave us hanging, bro. Don't don't you want to have mandatory QR codes going into every single building in your city? Don't you want that? <laughs> of course you do. I mean, that's what all the kill that's what all the cool kids are doing. So I want to bring a couple of friends along for the ride. First up, ladies and gentlemen, the first golden ticket tonight goes to our friends in Russia. There's been a lot of Russia fetishization, fetishization over the last four or five years, hasn't there? Let's be honest. Come on, let's be honest. Who amongst us can put their hand on their heart and swear to God and say that they haven't shared a Putin meme or two in the last five years? Come on, hands up. There are no innocent parties here. None of you are innocent. Somebody has been sharing Putin memes. So let's 
let's go and check over and see what based Russia is doing in response to this. And let's hope that, you know, some other countries come along for the ride here in little old Australia. Welcome to the show, Wednesday night edition, ladies and gentlemen. Right, news next. Moscow's launching a major re-vaccination campaign nice, today good, with a highly good. contagious Delta strain of yes. COVID dominating new infections. Dominating. Booster jabs were in... Delta is dominating, isn't it? Delta seems to be the one that they're putting all their money on. This one's kicking everybody's asses. Delta, it's like Duke Nukem, man. This thing is just an eradicator. Now the destructive, explosive power of Delta is wreaking havoc across Russia. It's fucking unreal. You know what I mean? Delta really is the one to watch, I think. If you were doing like a college football-style ranking, you would say that Delta is you know, way in front of everybody else. Highly contagious Delta strain of COVID dominating you infections. Booster jabs were initially meant to be annually, but uh, ah. given the current intensity of the pandemic, yep. doctors now are advising a fresh shot every six months. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Two a year now. Two a year annual doses for our based friends in Russia. Hey, yeah. You know what? If if we had a leader like Vladimir Putin, nothing would be happening to us. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I love about Vladimir Putin is he's a fucking take charge leader. He stands up to the establishment. <laughs> and for this privileged citizen, you get to have two shots that you don't want. <laughs> Congratulations, you're on team based now. Two shots a year. Isn't it wonderful? Moscow's mayor saying both the Sputnik V and its light variant are suitable. Mm -hmm. The capital's booster jab drive comes as Delta strain infections surge nationwide. Yes. The country's, you can see for yourself there, the country's caseload has more than doubled in recent weeks, peaking at 23,000 daily infections. Really? And there's Moscow's figure on the same day, Moscow registering there more than 7,000. The surge has prompted the city to introduce a system now of QR codes ah. to try and get a handle on it, which grant ah. access to certain places. Oh, that sounds familiar. I wonder where they got that idea from. I will award 10 internets to the person who, who answers the question correctly. Where do you think they got that idea from? <laughs> I mean, it's a head scratcher, I know. But do your best. Where do you think that idea came from, ladies and gentlemen? How about this? How about I how about I give you a little hint? Hmm? Would you like a hint? Here's a free hit for you. Here is here on a completely unrelated topic from the 23rd of November. Last year, ladies and gentlemen, I give you this completely unrelated topic from BBC News. COVID-19, China pushes for QR code-based global travel system. <laughs> oh, that's strange. How did, that how did that story sneak in there? Oh, if, I, if only somebody was talking about, you know, the... Uh, you know, the Chinese QR code scanning system where you need to scan your app in order to gain access to certain buildings and what. I mean, if only we knew. Wow, what a, what a, what a shock this is to the system. I can imagine it must be horrifying. Um, so good on, good on the Russians there. Very original thinking, isn't it? 
hey, why don't we develop an app where people have to scan in in order to gain access to the restaurant or the supermarket? Wow, no one's thought of that. We're so original here in the based empire. Now take my shirt. I need to ride a bear. To qualify, you need to be either vaccinated, uh-huh. to have antibodies, or to be able to Good. present a negative PCR okay. test that's no more than... Qualify for your papers sounds like fun. Voice of Reason with the diamond. Uh, who would have thunk it? I know, such a strange thing to happen, Voice of Reason. Thank you very much. And end times with the diamond. What's up from Seattle? I thought it was bad here. Oh, at least you had grunge. At least you had like 15 years of degenerate heroin junkie people blowing their heads off. That was at least fun. Uh, Sydney, one death of an 80-year-old shut down. Yeah. Because it's the right thing to do, of course. Because we've got to keep people safe, of course, you know. Because here on Team YouTube, here on Team YouTube, we promote community safety. We love our community and we want them to be safe. Let's carry on here. Based Russia. I'm I'm just so happy that we're not the only ones kind of walking this path. But don't worry, I'll get back to bashing Australia in just a moment. As soon as I can find my mouse bar, I'm having a terrible time lately of finding my mouse bar. Three days old. RT's Constantine Roscoff then put his QR code to yep. the test for ah, us good. in the city. Yep. This is my QR code. Something partygoers now can't live without in Moscow since this has become one of the only ways to get... Yes. Russians, I want you to meet the man who's going to tell you what you have to do in order to walk into a building from now on. It seems as though we here in the West are not the only ones kind of being affected by this phenomenon right now. Winning underscore TV tipped $3. Let's help the children of the future really wonder what the show was about. Chatstreamlabs.com slash daily boogie show slash tip. Thank you very much. Phil D'Angelo, ladies and gentlemen, winning TV. DLive.tv slash winning TV. Now, you don't know. Donating isn't going to make people listen to it 100 years from now. If if anything, it would be better off if, you know, you didn't give me anything. Because then that way, 100 years from now, people be like, he did it for free, man. He really believed in it, man. You know? I mean, I can only imagine the teenagers of the future who will be addicted to heroin ironically wearing you know nirvana shirts and stuff they'll probably they'll probably fall for that (laughs) if we can keep the revenue low then maybe i've got a chance of sneaking in there he didn't sell out (laughs) a hundred years from now you gotta have goals so it seems we here in the west are not the only ones who are going through this phenomenon at the moment where it seems to be this this pandemic, you, you know what the real epidemic is? It is, to use the terms of one Alex Jones, chicken-necked little pansies, <laughs> as Alex would refer to them. Chicken necks. 
bunch of little chicken necks running around on TV <laughs> telling us, okay, okay, so I've got great news, everybody. From now on, you're going to have to pass through this rigorous amount of testing in order to go into your favourite restaurant. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. It's cool. It's an app. It works so well. Yeah, except they would be way more nasally. Yeah, all you have to do is scan your app and then it lets you in the front door. I mean, it's not that hard. Even you KKK members can figure it out, you know. They're everywhere. They're even in Russia, ladies and gentlemen. Based Russia. Shirtless Putin riding a bear and so on. They have them there as well. No wonder um, Snowden is hiding out in Russia. I mean, look at him. Look at what they have on TV. He, he's probably a god to them. Think about it. This man is Edward Snowden minus the testicles. Oh, my God. Do you see that? Do you see that, Fusili? There goes Snowden. Oh, he is the god of the West. He is the god of all the geeks in the universe. I don't know why they sound German. My Russian needs a little bit of work. That's better. See, there we got there in the end. I must be tired. You'll see, there goes Eric Snowden. He is the leader of all of us nerds here in Russia. He come from the West. Who is this man on the television? He looks like a homosexual. <laughs> I think he probably is a homosexual. Why are there so many homosexuals on television? I thought this was based Russia. Holy shit, our leader, we jerk off to our leader who's shirtless on a bear. Oh my, are we gay? We've been gay this whole time? Lovely thought. Get into a restaurant or bar here. Yeah. So I decided to investigate how the system works and whether it actually does it all. So let's now uh, go to a couple of places here together. Yeah. We decided to start off uh, with. Oh my God. He looks like a failed audition to a boy band. You know, you know, he styled his hair in that specific way and then walked directly into the wind in order to make it wave like that for his little selfie report. You know he did, don't you? God. Give me, like, the whiskey-swilling, um, menthol-cigarette-smoking guys on typewriters. Where did all they... I guess they're all dead. <laughs> Which is a happy thought, isn't it? Ah, all the good journalists are dead now. Wow. <sighs> you know, I guess on the on the bright side, they don't have to live to see this. One of the most popular places in my neighborhood. Uh, it usually has I mean, lots of customers. I mean, I mean, he's he's about, I swear to God, this is RT. This is the Russian state news, right, that everybody's so afraid of. I would ask you, if you're somebody who's very concerned about the role of RT, say, during the 2016 election or whatever, you might have genuine concerns. That's fair enough. But I present to you Exhibit A of why you shouldn't give a fuck, why it's not as uh, influential as you think it is. Because here we have a guy who's about to do like a little kind of hipster tour to his favorite cafes in Moscow and see if the QR, the QR code works. Maybe they have more trendies in Moscow than you have been led to believe. Sure they do. 
So this is new. This is news in Russia. So don't like my point here is don't worry. Everybody's kind of going through the same thing right now. And wouldn't you know it? Like if there was only a word for that, where you know all of the countries around the globe were involved in you know some kind of corporatism or you know some kind of ism. I don't know which one. But if only there was a word to describe these things. I mean, it'd be so much easier if everybody knew, wouldn't it? Yeah, we'll figure it out this way. With a nice little walking tour around our favourite Moscow hotspots. <laughs> All day long. Uh, I also brought my son along. He brought, me, uh, he brought his son along. That's nice. And uh, he hasn't had COVID, so he doesn't have a QR code. Uh, so we're going to see if this is going to be a problem. There is a line outside. The investigative journalism. Look, I'm going to go down and pick up a sandwich. Is the network going to pick that bill up if I take a camera? Yeah, sure. Why not? Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right. Let's turn this into a report. Get this uploaded. Lickety split. Let's find out what's going on. The inside bit is shut, but you can order food or takeaway. But I have a QR code, so I can't get in even with a code. Not yet. Well, it turned out my local fast food restaurant was serving takeaway orders only. No indoor dining was allowed regardless of vaccination status. Iceman4433 saying the KGB is going to track down the reporter. Why do you assume he's against them? <laughs> Just a thought. Why do you assume why do you assume that he must be doing the opposite of what they want? Maybe he'll get a fucking promotion. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he'll host his own Russian travel show. This week on the Russia Travel Report, it's fucking snowing again. Oh, God, he's not going to another ski field, is he? <laughs> this week on Russian Travel Report, we travel to Baltic Sea yet again. Why do we keep going there? It's the only one we have worth going to. <laughs> this week on the Russia Travel Report, we're hitting another oil field. Oh, good. We're invading Afghanistan. See, the, the invasion of Afghanistan by the Soviets in the 1980s was really just a plot point for their local travel show. I mean, we've got to show these people some fucking desert or something. We can't give them snow every week. They're killing themselves. They're committing suicide. They're so depressed. Don't we have a beach or something? Anything. Uh, there's a lot of caves in Afghanistan, a lot of desert and shit. Right, that'll do. Send in the tanks. So there you go. There's Russia for you. Now, I don't want you to think that you're alone out there. Because Australia is, you know, keeping a lot of people safe. Russia is keeping a lot of people very safe. And, of course, uh, Dad, as we like to call him, the UK, uh, they're keeping their people safe too. Here's Boris Johnson, the, the based conservative leader, Boris Johnson. I should serve notice now that by the end of September, when all over 18s will have had their chance to be double jabbed, we're planning to make full vaccination the condition of entry to nightclubs and other venues where large crowds gather. 
proof of a negative test will no longer be enough. Gutsy, gutsy decision, sir. This, there seems to be a trend developing. Have you seen this trend? It's almost like all of these various Western countries are all copying each other. I mean, it's... Could you imagine such a thing to ever happen? It's bizarre, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, who would think to do such a thing, really? Sharing ideas, copying each other. Let's get back local here. Let's get back down under. Now, the thing is with today's show, I had planned, like, my plan for these few shows was to build you up from, like, a month ago to two weeks ago to, you know, current time. But the problem is things are happening so rapidly here. Things are changing literally, like, every few hours in this country right now. You have no idea just how punch drunk the population is at the moment. Nobody knows what they're going to be able to do tomorrow or next week or two weeks from now or a month from now, right? Business owners, people paying rent, whatever, 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 everything's affected. Because the rules are changing daily. So they'll come out and say, all right, today we're announcing this. Tomorrow we're going to announce that. You know, so I had this plan where I was going to show you things like from last week today and then kind of wrap it all up. But the problem is I've, I've had so many things happen, like just in the last 24 hours, which I now have to do now, which means by the time tomorrow rolls around, I'm going to have all this other stuff because the rules keep changing <laughs> every few hours. So I do have that. Before I do that, this is from, how about this? This is from three days ago. This is from the 18th. Okay, just to give you a, just to, this is the best I could do in order to get you up to speed with what was relevant three days ago, because it's no longer relevant, but this is what was happening three days ago, okay? Good evening. Confusion reigns across Sydney's southwest tonight, yep. with 900,000 residents unsure of whether they can leave their local government area to go to work. <laughs> what do you think this, what do you think this, this does to a city you you don't have to be an elected leader to you know entertain the idea of what this kind of fucking shit would do to the economy to the city to morale right or everything in fact you probably have a better idea if you're not an elected leader because it seems like they have no idea at all you put you put one million people in a city of 5 million people, in a situation where they don't know whether they're allowed to go to work or not. And, I'll, and, and just to put the cherry on top, a huge amount of the population of the area we're talking about don't even speak English. They don't even speak English. A lot of them. And, you know, I've grown up around here, man. So I can tell you, like, most of my friends growing up was English was their second language, hand on heart. So, you know, <laughs> you can only imagine. And then, you know, 
let me, just to give you a little insight to the to, to the levels of you know what we're dealing with here. A couple of weeks ago, an expert. I, all I can tell you is an expert. I can't remember who or what his credentials are. It was just one of the experts that are kind of rolled out for us to listen to. Uh, he said something along the lines of, "Well, we need to start getting the military out on the streets to help with you know the vaccination rollout." And, you know, on the surface, you might think, well, what's wrong with that? The military has access to logistics and whatnot. And I, I keep trying to having to remind people that, look, you, you, you've just basically put a million people under house arrest in this area. You've sent extra policing to the area. They're upset. They're protesting, right? They're getting angry. They don't know. They don't understand what's happening, some of them. They're, they're not allowed to go to work and own, earn money, some of them. There's a lot of confusion and anger. And you want to put the fucking military out on the street? But what do you think is going to happen? And I get this kind of shocked response, and they, they can't fathom the idea that, um, don't you think that you're kind of like pitting people against each other when you do something like that? Like, I get this goes back to our show, you know, on Monday, part one of this series. It's like, People aren't asking themselves, what kind of a society do you want to live in after COVID? And that's relevant. That's important. We should be thinking about that more, but we're not. And, you know, just just the flippant way that people are kind of throwing this stuff around here. It's, it's you know, it's not, it's not frightening. It's not angering. You kind of expect it because there's a lot of silly people in politics now. But at the same time, you still don't like hearing it. When elected senators say things like, you know, people who haven't been vaccinated should be placed under, should be, quote, excluded from public life. Like, like lepers, right? And, you know, when other people come out and, because I, my, I can only imagine that the person who thinks it's a good idea to have, like, military vehicles on the streets in these areas where you're locking people down and it's and it's already kind of combative and stuff and the rhetoric and shit I, I can only imagine the person who thinks that's a good idea has just never been within you know within 50 kilometers of one of these places it's we, we've got to be talking about you know kind of private school eastern suburbs it's a different world out there man it's millionaires and beaches and all right. It's it's the Sydney the tourists get told about where they're from. The city that I'm from, you know, the 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 tourist culture, the tourist kind of PR side of Sydney, we all kind of you know, turn our nose up at it. We kind of laugh at it. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, Opera House, Harbour Bridge, oh, you know. The Sydney I'm from, it's it's not the same as the Sydney they're from. So I can only imagine it's somebody who's, you know, pretty well off and in a good position. I mean, they're an expert on television, so they must be worth something to come out and say, oh, let's just put the military on the streets. That'll solve it. It's like, God, you really don't understand the people in your own city at all, do you? You really don't get it. What are you, what are you trying to create chaos? That's a horrible idea. And you should never have, you know, a platform to offer ideas ever again. <laughs> That's terrible. Thanks for coming, though. I mean, good luck to you. All right, let's carry on here. Little update, what's going on in Sydney? A day after outlining a tough lockdown with few exemptions, uh -huh. a backtrack today. Mm -hmm. A host of workers given 
the all clear. Okay, so so we had a big announcement about harsh lockdowns. Reminder, this clip is from three days ago. So you, you need to keep track of the timeline here. There was an announcement of harsh lockdowns. And then a few days later, there was a relaxation of that announcement. And now this is a few days after that, where it's all about to change again. This is in the space of, you know, a week. (laughs) I don't understand why people are confused. Why don't they just trust the science? Why don't they just listen to the experts? What are they confused about? You must be ignorant. Oh, okay. I mean, fuck. Head into a... Head into a couple of suburbs of Sydney where, you know, 60 or 70% of the population of that suburb doesn't even fucking speak English and you're changing the story every three fucking days for them. I mean, what do you, what do you want them to do? You're not giving them much of a chance and that's kind of your job, isn't it? New South Wales has now recorded another casualty of this outbreak with the death of a 90-year-old woman. There were 105 new cases today. 27 were infectious while in the community. Eddie Meyer begins our coverage. 27 community infections, 105 cases, and gentle reminder, in a city of around 5 million people, which is currently uh, under lock and key and has been for a number of weeks now. A bombshell yesterday, the fallout today. Yesterday was a very, very difficult day for everyone. Just listen to the terms they use, bombshell, fallout. Right? Very, very hacky kind of journalist tricks, but they 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 use them because it works. Bombshell, fallout, you know, war imagery, nuclear, you know, mushroom clouds are, are exploding in your brain when you hear these terms. Nuclear fallout? <laughs> I mean, the comparison... The, the impl- you know, the implication that's being made here, it's ridiculous, but it's, it works, so they keep doing it. Everybody, uh, for everybody, and um, I'm not embarrassed to say that in public life, yesterday was probably the most difficult day I've had personally, because uh, we don't take these decisions lightly. This was the premier. I don't, I don't even mind Gladys. I don't. But right now, you know, she is just getting bashed from every direction. And of course, like under that kind of pressure, it's going to lead to bad decisions and it's going to lead to dumb decisions. You know, I, I kind I kind of feel for her a little bit, but at the same time, I'm like, well, you are the ultimate one who can decide which way we go. So it's kind of on you, whether we like it or not, it's just the way it goes. You know, the, the buck stops here kind of thing. But she's just getting she's just getting bashed like on the daily, on the reg. All of media's against her, social media's against her. It doesn't matter what she does because now she's locked everybody down. She held out for so long and she got a lot of support from like working class people and stuff because she refused to lock down. So she was just increasingly angering, you know, the media class, the media types and stuff over a period of months. And then what she's done is decided to lock down anyway. So all of the people who were kind of had her back are now going, oh, fuck you, right? Now everybody's in the same boat, which is exactly kind of the point of these, you know, long-term pressure campaigns is to get everybody on the same boat. And that, that vote, that boat is the one that inevitably leads to the other side winning the next election, right? 
So it is quite cynical and all of that stuff. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, well, fuck you. You don't have to be doing this either. So day for everybody uh, for everybody and um, I'm not embarrassed to say that in public life yesterday was probably the most difficult day I've had personally because uh, we don't take these decisions lightly this was the premier yesterday to the people in 110 <coughs> suburbs in Sydney's southwest you cannot leave for work in those local government areas until July 30 at least unless you are a health or emergency services worker but So, reminder, okay, this this clip that we're watching is from three days ago, uh, three days ago, but they just played a clip from three days before this clip, if you're following me. Because now the story's changed again, of course. <laughs> How about this one? Okay, so if you're following along, about a week ago, it was going to be like, we need, uh, you know, hard lockdown. And then three days later, it was like, okay, we're changing the rules for this group of people. And then another three days later, we said, okay, we're not going to change those rules anymore. We'll change different ones. And now here we are another three days later again. Now we're back in the present, in the current day. Right? We've gone through our, our wormhole and here we are. Right where we should be. This is hot goss off the press. Check this out because you wouldn't believe it. For the fourth time in, what, two weeks? The story, the, the, the plan has changed yet again. It's the multi-million dollar question, how long will we be in lockdown? Well, I'd love a crystal ball. Scientists have the next best thing, modelling, and the outlook isn't good. Unless we get off. <laughs> Everybody knows that the modelling always is correct. But we're doing it again. We're doing climate modelling again now for the pandemic. This is a fun little fact, by the way. And I'm not trying to make any kind of climate change denial um, argument or anything like that. But this is just a fact and you can do with it what you want. Uh, the IPCC, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, has not once in, what, 30 years now, has not once got a single temperature prediction right. Not one. Not one. And that's, that's like, a, it's, an, it's an indisputable fact of the game. They have not got one temperature prediction for like a year. Not one of them has been correct ever. Now, when people say to me, I need to trust, you know, bodies like the IPCC, I say, okay, what am I trusting? And they're like, well, they're the scientists. They're the experts. You've got to trust them. And I'm like, okay, look, if they got them all right, except for one, I could probably trust that. But you're asking me to trust somebody who has not once hit the target. You know, if they're shooting for my life, they've, they've let off like a whole box of ammunition and not once even hit forget about hitting the 10 they haven't once hit the fucking board that the target is pinned on what am i trusting again but here we are now it's 2021 and the same kind of contentious modeling systems that we use in 
bodies like the IPCC, we're now rolling out again to make predictions about now it's coronavirus modelling. Now we're going to have to start writing a whole bunch of rules like we do for climate change. We're going to have to start writing a whole bunch of rules that extend years into the future like we do with climate change. Oh, here we are. We're signing a bill that in the year 2030, this much of our fossil fuel uh, production will be eliminated. And so how the hell can you how the hell can you write a law for 12 years from now or nine years from now? How, how do you think you're going to get away? Do you plan to be in government nine years from now? You'll, you'll be lucky if you survive another 12 months, sir. Your polls are, th- are through the floor. But it doesn't matter. As soon as I hear that term modelling, I'm like, oh, here we go. So we're going to present the politicians with data. We're going to say to them, look, I'm an expert. And I've run this through a couple of calculations and I've, you know, developed this very sophisticated modelling. And this tells me that if you don't lock the whole country down for X amount of time, or if you don't do this, or if you don't provide this amount of payment to this group of people, blah, 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 then in 10 years, uh, the country's going to be destroyed. And you can't question me because I'm a scientist. You can't ask me too many questions. I'm an expert and you're not. You just have to trust the science, bro. Oh, this is going to be fun, isn't it? <laughs> Strap in, boys and girls. This is going to be a hell of a ride. Multi-million dollar question. How long will we be in lockdown? Yes. Well, I'd love a crystal ball. Scientists have the next best thing, modelling, and the outlook isn't good. Oh. Unless we get on top of it in the next week, we could have an explosion. If we do get an explosion. Kitty Love with a diamond. Hi, Boogie. Just what the hell are you guys doing over there? I don't know. Where do you want me to start? Where where would you like me to start? We're about to, apparently we're about to have a COVID explosion. So so says the modelling. (laughs) Which, as you know, here on Team YouTube, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we we trust the science, we support the experts, and we know that modelling is always correct here at Team YouTube. You know how I know modelling is always correct? Because I've developed modelling which has created a model which proves without doubt that modelling is always correct. I mean, look at my model here. Good. Unless we get on top of it in the next week, yes. we could have an explosion. Yep. If we do an get explosion. on top of it, we could actually that. be heading towards realistic suppression by the end of this month. Before today's spike... What terms are they even using now? What what the fuck is realistic suppression? <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't sound very scientific. Realistic. Well, what's I'm sorry, I don't know which reality you occupy. So realistic to you might be very different to realistic to me. So let's be realistic. What the fuck are you talking about, sir? Give me a number. Give me a goal. Give me like a watermark that we have to hit. Well, our aim here is realistic suppression. I'm sorry, what? What does that even mean? I don't know what that even looks like, do you? Fucked if I know. 
The number of cases not in isolation had been trending down. Okay. If that rate is maintained, we could achieve zero cases really? infectious in the community by early August. Where are they getting this stuff? Honestly. Honestly. Look, I'm not even, I'm not trying to sound like a prick here, but if you're still kind of riding this week to week daily update ride, how many times are you how many times are you going to just be told the exact same thing and pretend like it's new? What the fuck are we doing here? In a way, I envy them because like there's a lot of old movies and shit that I would love to re-watch for the first time. A lot of old albums like that I'd love to listen to for the first time again, but I'll never get to do it. But these fuckers, they they get told the same story every two weeks, which is just two more weeks. And every time it's like the first time again. I I, I almost envy them. What a life. Hey, didn't you hear, bro? Two more weeks. <laughs> I just can't. How many times are they going to have to hear the same thing over and over and over and over again and, and just think that it's, it's a new thing? What a... You know, I've spoken about this concept before. We're on this little island, and this island is eroding. Voice of Reason with the diamond, just two more weeks. <laughs> it's two more weeks, bro. We're on this little island of rationality, it seems. And I just feel like these, you know, these tidal waves are crashing against us, and every time a tidal wave hits our little island, we lose a few more rational people into the ocean. And the island's just like the sand is falling away. It's just getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Winning TV with a diamond. Yes, the road to freedom. Opera, I, I would prefer it if they called it Operation COVID Freedom. That, that's what I really want to see. <laughs> I'm sure we're not far away from that. Who knows? Maybe one day, who knows? Maybe one day the government will do the right thing and start conscripting people to fight in the war against COVID. Come on! It's the only way we're going to get on top of this. If we don't fight COVID over there, we'll have to fight it over here. Lockdown couldn't be eased until two weeks after. Two weeks! No case two weeks! Two weeks! Two weeks again! Two weeks! Two weeks! Two weeks! <laughs> Heavy Hebrew with the diamond. All for a virus so deadly, ER nurses make TikTok videos. Yes. Well, you got to blow off some steam. I can't... Oh, God. See, I hadn't watched this. I hadn't watched this yet. I can't believe she just did the two weeks thing. Just two more weeks. Oh, my God. You see what I'm, you see what I'm talking about now? It's everywhere. It's everybody and it's everywhere. And another tidal wave hits our tiny little island. And a few more brave souls get washed off the increasingly smaller beach into the Pacific, never to be seen again. ...had been trending down. If that rate is maintained, we could achieve zero cases infectious in the community by early August. Lockdown couldn't be eased until two weeks after no cases are detected. <laughs> 
I'm sitting here beside myself. I can't believe it. Okay, so these are the new rules now. As of today, the fourth rule change in about two weeks. <laughs> so the new rule is <clears throat> we can come out of lockdown two weeks after we don't we need two weeks of consistent no cases, zero cases. That's what we need. Two weeks of that, and then we'll let you outside again. <laughs> Until, of course, there be there, you know, there arrives inevitably another case. At which point, one can only suspect that we'll go straight back into lockdown, and then we'll have to discuss a whole new set of rules. We'll have to introduce a whole new set of measures because, hey, we've got to get on top of this. We're all in this together. Trust the science. So, hang on tight. So I've got more coming up for you after a very short little break. So stick around. See you soon. Oh! What the fuck? In the limo, you son of a bitch. No hey, argument. Hey, hey, careful, man. There's a beverage here, eh? You never know who's going to stop by when you're watching, winning TV. All the people that you've gotten to know and the new faces you see. You got Phil, he's the man in charge, you know he's running the show. He's got all the news of the day and all the gossip to unload. So settle in, cause we're going through the next couple hours, it's just us and you. Y'all gonna love everything you see right here on Winning TV. You never know who's gonna drop in when you're watching Winning TV. Hey, come on. hey, 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 get over here. Okay, now you're you, I'm me. I'm me? Hey, don't jerk me around, fella. It's Greeno here from the starting block. On behalf of the block, we just wanted to let you all know that we're all in this together. Well, except if you have coronavirus, then stay the fuck away. But in every other situation, we're in it together. To all of you on the front lines, those of you turning a footstool, a walk, and a pitchfork into a home gym. Those of you who have given your housemates a mental breakdown because you decided lockdown was a great time to learn the keyboard, and the only thing you can play after eight weeks is chopsticks over and over and over again. And those of you who are homeschooling and are now understanding the question you used to harass your maths teacher with of, when the fuck are we ever going to need to know this in the real world, is coming back to bite you on the ass. Just remember, like a 1990s Australian sitcom, we're all in this together. The days may be long, but in times like this, you can rest assured we will be here to waste an hour of your week, Friday nights Australian time, at dlive.tv slash the starting block. So take care, social distance, whack on a mask, and subscribe to our show on iTunes. It may not cure coronavirus, but it sure will help us with our rankings. And isn't that really the most important thing right now? You're not going to fall for a banana in the tailpipe. You're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe? <laughs> it should be more natural, brother. It should flow out like this. Look, man, I ain't falling for no banana in my tailpipe. Well, folks, I have to tell you, I just saw the craziest moving picture clip you've ever seen. Where, you ask? 
listen to a show that wastes 60 minutes of your time talking about something that you probably could cover in the space of about 30-35 seconds, then sure, why not? Check out the Daily Boogie. This Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More I don't this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie. Doing a little bit of overtime tonight, Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. And just a, I just want to give a quick little thank you to those of y'all who found your way back to this little show we do here every night at 6pm and have done so for the last five or six weeks, even though you missed it, of course, as you know. So let's get right back into it. Um, I've got good news for you. Let's not fuck around here. Let's not waste any time. Uh, the latest health advice has dropped, ladies and gentlemen, and you'll be pleased to know it's it's reasonable, it's considered, uh, it's exactly what we need to hear right now. We need to listen to the experts who are giving us the correct information because here at Team YouTube, ladies and gentlemen, here at Team YouTube, myself and Susan, or as I like to call her Suze, I call her Suze. We talk often, we have conferences and we discuss these things, obviously, via intermediaries because I don't have the time to answer the phone to her. Holy shit! Coffee talk with Sandra, dropping a guinea on us. You shouldn't be splashing around so many guineas, Sandra. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now that's enough. Okay. Thank you very much, Sandra. Coffee Talk with Sandra, dlive.tv slash Coffee Talk with Sandra. So, you know, I don't have time to answer the phone to Sue, so I get my secretary to deal with her. She says she can be quite difficult sometimes. Who knows what's going on at home? That's what I'm hearing anyway. You know how the women, they gossip. They definitely gossip. So, of course, when we get the latest health advice, we need to bring it to you because we don't like to promote misinformation or science denial or anything like that. So here is the number one doctor in my home state of New South Wales, the greatest state in Australia, uh, delivering the good news that we found a new way to combat this virus and, you know, we're turning a corner. Let's check it out. Whilst it is in human nature to engage in conversation with others, to be friendly, um, unfortunately... This is not the time to do that. So even if you run into your next door neighbour, 
in the shopping centre, in the Coles, whilst you're at Coles or Woolworths or Aldi or any other um, grocery shop, don't start up a conversation. Having fun tonight, aren't we? Aren't we? <laughs> aren't we having a ball tonight? Huh? There's two ways you can come at this, all right? Two angles you can approach this, I think. Now, the first angle would be... <laughs> the, the first angle would be to take her advice. Interesting strategy. <laughs> I mean, don't we don't we all kind of want a stranger to come up to us? Like, just say we meet a friend in the supermarket. We're like, oh, hi, Bob. Hi, Susan. Haven't seen you for so long. Oh, having a great day. How's the kids? How's the life? Right? Imagine that situation. Coffee talk with Sandra with the diamond. Last thing they want is for us to talk. Oh, it's so much more than that. So imagine you're having this situation. You're meeting an old friend. Hey, how you going? How's the wife? How's the kids? Blah, blah, blah. Don't, don't we all want deep down somewhere a stranger to come up to us and try to break it up, you know, in the name of coronavirus? Don't we all kind of want, secretly want that altercation to take place? Like, wouldn't you revel in the opportunity to just tell a complete stranger to, to, to their face to go fuck themselves? <laughs> Like, validly. <laughs> I know I would. I live for those moments when I can, in the right, because you've got to be in the right, but I live for those fleeting moments because you don't get to say, go fuck yourself to somebody to their face as often as you might think, you know. There's probably like three or four times in your life when you can really say it and mean it and be in the right at the same time. And that would be one of those scenarios. That would be one of those situations. When you're talking to your friend in the supermarket and some stranger comes up and says, uh, excuse, actually, excuse me, I don't know if you've been listening to the experts, but they specifically told us not to engage in conversation in the supermarket. And that's your moment. That's your chance. <laughs> that's, that's the moment when the clouds open up and, you know, the light shines on you and you glow and you turn to them with a big smile on your face, which is unfor uh, unfortunately hidden by behind the mask, with a big smile on your face, you turn to them and look them straight in the eye and say, hey, go fuck yourself, mate. Fuck off. And watch them, and watch them slither away. <laughs> watch them slither out of eye shot like a creature from the underworld. Kitty lover with the diamond. Nothing like righteous go fuck yourself. There isn't, is there? It's better than sex. It's better than drugs. It's better than a lot. Hey, go fuck yourself. But exactly, it has to be a righteous one. Because you can say go fuck yourself to everybody you meet, but that you might just be a jerk as well. If you're generally not a jerk, you can be a jerk sometimes, but if you're generally not a jerk most of the time, when you can actually say, go fuck yourself to somebody's face and be in the right, it's a beautiful moment. It's like gaining your superpowers. 
Who wants to hear this again? Let's listen to this again, just to make sure that we're not missing anything here. I don't, I mean, I don't want to be spreading misinformation. This is, this is the experts. Whilst it is in human nature to engage in conversation with others, to be friendly, yes. um, unfortunately, this is not the time to do that. So even if you run into your next door neighbour in the shopping centre, in the Coles, whilst you're at Coles Woolworths or Aldi or any other um, grocery shop, don't start up a conversation. <laughs> It's, I don't think this is a, a genuine attempt to regulate human behavior, but there have been genuine attempts, many of them, for a long, long time. Like the whole thing about um, microaggressions and subconscious bias and unconscious bias and you might innocently say the wrong thing, the idea is to get you second-guessing every single thing before you say it and walking around on eggshells in order to make people more uncomfortable. Some might say that I'm a loner But I just call Voice of Reason with the Diamond. Yay, a new pandemic, the Conversation 21 virus. Well, again, it's, it's just kind of feeding into the same shoebox, isn't it, though? Like, it's, it's funneling us all into the same bucket. What I mean by that is regulating basic human interactions, regulating basic... Imagine the balls to try to say to people, we will decide who you talk to and when you talk to them. Like, this is... Just, just, to, just to even think that that would be a, a good thing to say is should be horrifying and actually i'm not even angry you know why because now here we have the prime example right no disrespect she's probably a brilliant doctor who knows all kinds of doctor shit fair enough but this is a prime example of why just because you're a really good doctor doesn't mean you know how to run a society so stop trying right because right now, if we if we lived in a society run by the doctors, uh, we would be banned from talking to each other. Because your jurisdiction as a doctor, I mean, this is this is really the way it's supposed to be. Your jurisdiction as a doctor begins and ends at the door frame to your surgery. And it's it's a completely voluntary thing for me to go in there. And I go in there and I sit down and I talk to you about like my health and what I might be doing and what I'm going through and test this, test that. But then I, I specifically explicitly have the right at the end of that meeting with the doctor to walk out of the doctor's surgery and say, okay, you know what? Fuck all that. I'm not doing it. And that's where your jurisdiction ends with my consent. If there's no consent, there's no jurisdiction. And if there's no jurisdiction, then you can't just come out and say, you know what, we think we should ban people from talking to each other. No, 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 no. So whilst this is an easily defensible thing, because you are obviously well within your right to talk to people, like nobody can stop you from doing that. 
you are absolutely well within your right to stop and have a chat to somebody. Trust me. <laughs> they can't make having conversations illegal. But whilst it's easily defensible, you know that there's going to be a whole bunch of people out there who just pick this up and run with it. And they're going to say to themselves, oh, well, th those are the new rules now. This is the new normal. I guess that's the way it's going to be. And even though we cringe and even though we think to ourselves, God, why are there so many people like this? Like I explained before, on the upside, it gives you an opportunity. It gives you a chance to one day get in a situation where you meet one of your old friends in the supermarket and one of these people tries to break it up and you can righteously say to their face, go fuck yourself. And isn't that really what it's all about? You see how I find the silver lining in things? You may be able to have that go fuck yourself moment. Thanks to these people and their idiocy. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's do this one. And I'll be back tomorrow at 6pm, by the way, Thursday night edition. And I think I, I, I really didn't want to do too much more COVID stuff. But I think, you know what, it, we've, we've ruined Shark Week. It's COVID week here on the show. So tomorrow it'll be live from lockdown number four. And we all know the fourth one in the series, whatever series it is, is always the best one, clearly. You know, I save the best for last. The fourth, the fourth movie is always the best one. The fourth album is always the best one, obviously. And uh, Mods, could you just ban anybody in the chat who says otherwise, please? That'd be great. Let's treat this like a review site. Positive... Positive comments only, please. Wow, Burke, really looking forward to the fourth edition of this fucking show where you're talking about the same topic day after day. Can't wait for that. Why, thank you. Thank you for your contribution. I can't believe we have 100% wall-to-wall approval of this show plan. This is amazing. That never, Happy literally never happens. Ministrafu underscore Kimmy tipped five dollars. Hello, Boogai. Glad to have you back. I hope this link works. FFS. Okay. Gotta tell you, I'm not a big clash guy. I'm not. You're going to hate that so much. <laughs> that's that's right, Kimmy. I don't like The Cure and I don't like The Clash. <laughs> I don't like either of them. <laughs> Uh-oh. It, it did work, though, so credit to you for that. It definitely did work. Um, Where were we? So, yeah. We're going to have to do the fourth edition tomorrow. Thank you for the thank you for the tip, by the way, Kimmy. Thank you very much. Very generous. Um, we, we're going to have to come back and do the fourth edition tomorrow at 6 p.m. because I still have things. I still want to show you the video of the guy getting arrested because people who work in his office were uh, had their masks around their chin while they were eating lunch. I haven't even got to that one yet. The live stream of the guy getting arrested. Uh, Sinister Charlie sent us a couple of, uh, I think it was a 12-year-old girl who got pepper sprayed in the face for not wearing a mask. We've got that one on the boil in the back, on the back burner as well. 
So there's there's so much more to get through. So we'll have to come back tomorrow and check it out. But just one more thing. This is going back to all the way uh, to July 6, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, things are moving so fast. Let's see what the conversation was like on July 6. We already do drive-through swabs, so why not drive-through shots or a vaccination hub on wheels? All of those options are under discussion. Lieutenant General John Fruin today leading that discussion with state and territory health officials. Uh, welcome to the, uh, the war game. Military-style planning for the so-called 12-week sprint at the end of the year. I don't know what to tell you. We're just openly now. I mean, we're calling it we're calling it the COVID war game, and we have military style play. But it's so upbeat, isn't it? Like the reporter, the reporter is so upbeat. It's like it's like an MTV clip. All right, that was an awesome. You know what, guys? It's going to be so cool. After the break, we're going to listen to the next hottest single from Jessica Simpson. Yeah, check it out. And before we do that, here's a little footage of the military-style planning coming for the spring break vaccine rollout. Woo! You know? <laughs> have, a listen, have a listen again to the enthusiasm in this report. It's like a spring break fucking college uh, radio program report. Listen to it. We already do drive-through swabs, so oh, we why already not drive-through shots or why a vaccination not? hub on wheels? Did you say drive-through shots party time? Because there'd obviously be a lot of woo girls there. We already do drive-through testing. Why not drive-through shots? Yeah, I want vodka. <laughs> I want a cock-sucking cowboy. All, all of those options uh, are under discussion. Lieutenant General John Fruin today leading that discussion Lead, with yeah, state and territory health officials. We need leaders. Uh, welcome to the, uh, the war game. Military-style planning for the so-called 12-week sprint at the end of Good. the year. Yep. If you have a think about the sorts of things that can go wrong early, that just yeah. helps build resilience into the program. It with does, shipments yeah. of Pfizer and Moderna significantly increasing in September, October. The, the way they film the vaccines getting off the plane, you'd think the fucking Queen was landing in Sydney Airport. You know what I mean? There's more paparazzi to film a crate of needles than there is to film fucking royalty. <laughs> what are we doing? Is the vaccine a celebrity now? They they are they are they are a cunt hair away from rolling out red carpet for it. Look at this footage. And I mean, look how look at the sky behind them. Look at this has got to be like six in the morning. Some fucking film crew had to get up at four in the morning to get all their gear and head out to site. It's probably three in the morning. Go out, set up, get the fucking camera set up in order to take footage of a fucking uh, a crate of vaccines getting off a plane. What are we doing? In Rod we trust. <laughs>
October to millions of doses weekly. Millions of doses That's when weekly. under 40s are most likely to gain access to the preferred jab for their age group. And that is yeah. around about the time when we might be able to look at bringing uh, more choice into the program. Awesome. Uh, but we can't put a, a hard time on that just yet. No, we can't. No. But when the doses... What we're, what we're aiming for here is realistic suppression. And if you don't know what realistic suppression means, go back and watch the first part of the show. If you if you just came in for the second, you know, the second hour, which is about to wrap up in about four or five minutes, <laughs> go back and watch the first part of the show because, I, I, you know, no spoilers, we couldn't figure it out either. We don't know what realistic suppression means either. But that's what we're shooting for, whatever it is. It's like people who demand action on climate change. <clears throat> If you ask them what action looks like, seldom do you get a, a cogent response. They don't they don't care what you do, they just want you to be doing something. That's why it's called action on climate change and not XYZ on climate change. What do we want? Action. When do we want it? Now. Alright, well we're gonna do this. Uh it sounds like action, I guess. Minister of Fun Kimmy with a diamond. Good thing Australia is fake or I'd be scared. Yes, very true. I'm not even really here right now. I am a deep fake. I'm a fake internet personality from a fake country. I don't even exist. I'm not a figment of your imagination. I am on the internet, obviously, but I have a maker and a creator and it's Skynet related and you know what? I, I'm just here to accept, I'm just here to make you accept your fate before the Terminators come. <laughs> that way you'll be less willing to fight. That's my role here in the future, which is actually the past. Demanded there, the workforce to admit. And no, I didn't have sex with an, a relation or anything. I do have some hot cousins though, but you know. Time travel being what it is, they were far too young. Minister them may not be. Nurses, paramedics and medical students could be called to duty. We have to make sure that uh, any solution that involves nurses and paramedics doesn't create uh, workforce shortages no. in other sectors. Why not? We'll just get the robot nurse. Isn't that nice? How convenient. We covered Grace, the robot nurse, yesterday on the show. And wouldn't you know it, we've already got a nurse shortage. Oh, how are we get we're gonna have to find a, a futuristic solution to this problem, aren't we? It's so weird how things just happen sometimes. You know, wouldn't you know it, just as the robot nurse is being in invented, we just so happen to have a nurse shortage. Oh. <laughs> not even trying. Tomorrow, Lieutenant General Fruin and the Treasurer will meet with business leaders to discuss uh -huh. ways the private sector can pitch in, okay. especially big businesses like banks and mining companies potentially offering vaccinations at work like flu shots often are. Yeah, and you should hear the latest Justin Bieber single. It's got such a hot film clip. Check it out, guys. After the break, we're going to hit a pool party. And yet priority workers in Phase 1A still aren't done. Just over a third of aged care staff have had the jab. That they haven't been able to get the most basics of the rollout in yeah. aged care right yeah. so far. 18 right. months into the pandemic and five months, months into the rollout. We're at 
the beginning of stage one. Oh, well, that's reassuring. I don't, I don't even want to know how many stages there are. Now. If this is just stage one, God help us. <laughs> oh, what a sour note to end on, but end we must. Thank you for joining us. I'll be back tomorrow night, 6pm, with another edition of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to follow all of our friends. A couple of them coming on later on tonight. So uh, until tomorrow, 6pm, thank you to everyone who contributed tonight. Thank you for sharing the show out. Um, Thanks for hanging out. So till tomorrow, 6pm, stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, uh, Charlie Wilson here, a.k.a. Sinister Charlie. Look, I, I've been holding my tongue for a very long time. Boogie Bumper is an elitist fuck who's been programming gay thoughts into my brain while I've been watching his show. And I, I just can't hold my tongue anymore, I mean... How many times have we all watched Boogie Bumper's show and thought about big, huge, delicious cocks? I can't be the only one. But yeah, so uh, Boogie Bumper is an elitist globalist who uh, pumps uh, images of big, fat, juicy, delicious cocks into your brain. So uh, put on your tinfoil hats and your chastity belt and uh, watch this bastard show because uh, that's the only way you're going to find out about the globalist elites. Damn it. I thought about cock again. Fuck you, Boogie.